Hello and welcome again to Ensure and Certain Hope, a podcast about Jesus, the church, faith, and other things. I'm your host, Father Jed Fox. I am the rector of the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Kenmore, Washington, and I'm glad you're with us for this podcast. In, the, in this podcast, we're going to be talking about, again, the outline of the faith, continuing that series, and our topic today is the creeds. The creeds. Question. What are the creeds? Answer. The creeds are statements of our basic beliefs about God. Question. How many creeds does this church use in its worship? Answer. This church uses two creeds, the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed. Question. What is the Apostles' Creed? Answer. The Apostles' Creed is the ancient creed of baptism. It is used in the church's daily worship to recall our baptismal covenant. Question. What is the Nicene Creed? Answer. The Nicene Creed is the creed of the universal church and is used at the Eucharist. Question. What, then, is the Athanasian Creed? Answer. The Athanasian Creed is an ancient document proclaiming the nature of the Incarnation and of God as Trinity. Question. What is the Trinity? Answer. The Trinity is one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Ah, uh, yes, the creeds. When I'm talking to people, whether they're in the church or not in the church, oftentimes they have more questions about whether we actually believe what's in the creeds. There may be anything else except for maybe hell and heaven. The creeds are, first of all, let's start with what is a creed. A creed is a statement of belief. Creeds are not unique to the church, obviously. Anyone can have a creed. You know, um, in the Peanuts musical when... um, Sally keeps saying that's my new philosophy. She could easily, it could easily have been, that's my new creed, but it, that's my new philosophy is more catchy. So that's why it's a song and not, not, um, that's my new creed. So creed is any statement of belief specifically for Christians. These creeds are creeds that have been that, that are thought of as statements of faith that everybody can nod along with. That everyone says, yes, that is the story of the church in miniature. That is the story of our beliefs um, put forth. This is what we believe. And in the case of one of these two creeds, the Nicene Creed, uh, this is this is the result of hundreds of years of communal discernment about what are the essentials of faith. The Apostles' Creed is, is by rights, the older creed. It's the baptismal creed. Uh, it used to just be called the baptismal creed, but it's the, it's the creed that is 
even a little bit more pared down and, and older than the Nicene Creed, which says, this is what you must believe in baptism. And, and as the outline of the faith mentions, this is the one that we say in morning prayer and evening prayer in noonday prayer at Compline. This is the one we repeat ideally daily. And so renew our baptismal faith through the recitation of this creed. I believe in these things. And and there's an important difference there between the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, which is that the Apostles' Creed is I believe. The Nicene Creed is we believe. Right. So in baptism, we make this profession of faith. Well, for most of us, it was made for us, and we confirm it in our confirmation, hence confirm, confirmation. Uh, but in we make this profession of faith, and we take that on for ourselves. And so the Apostles' Creed is the faith that we take on for ourselves and we attempt to live out in our everyday lives. The Nicene Creed is about the church as a whole and what it believes. And it's not about any one individual's belief. And oftentimes the things that, that people struggle with in the creeds are mostly in the Nicene Creed, uh, especially that bit at the beginning of us talking about Jesus, uh, very God, a very true God of true God, begotten, not made, blah, 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 of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. That whole, that part. Uh, it seems like a lot of people have trouble with that part or the virgin birth. Um, or the descent to the dead. It, but the thing about the Nicene Creed is when we struggle with the Nicene Creed, it's not about our own individual faith. It's about the faith of the entire community. And that's why we say, particularly in prayer book 1979, in this current prayer book that we use, we believe in one God. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. That communal sense is very important because it does not require us to agree with everything as an individual person. It simply requires us to be able to be a part of a community that believes these things, even if we aren't sure how we feel about them, or at least how we understand them to be being expressed in our community. Now, there are lots of other Christian creeds. You know, uh, uh, later on, they call them confessions, like the Westminster Confession. Um, you know, there are lots of, as you get into the Protestant era, lots of people begin writing down new creeds of faith, new confessions, new ways of believing. But in the Episcopal Church, unlike in the Lutheran Church and the Presbyterian Church and on and on, we don't have anything new like that because for us, for the Anglican Episcopal experience, it is not about simply what we say we believe. For us, it is about what we pray as what we believe. And so we say these creeds in the context of liturgy, in the context of a whole bunch of prayer, of a whole bunch of prayer that we call liturgy, which means the work of the people. Prayer is work. Prayer is belief. Prayer is theology. 
And so as we're doing this, we're saying we believe these things. And not only do we believe these things, we, we pray for these things, but these prayers shape our beliefs in fundamental ways. And yes, part of that is the Nicene Creed, but it goes far beyond that. Far, far beyond that. And so what we pray is what we believe. So when we pray the Eucharistic prayers, that tells us what we need to know about the story of God in Jesus Christ. When we pray morning prayer and we hear the Psalms, that tells us something about what we need to know about the story that we are a part of, that we are moving forward. When we pray at a funeral and we, and we sing the Kotakion, and we sing even at the grave, we make our song, Alleluia, 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 that tells us something fundamental about what we believe. It is that prayer that shapes our belief. It is the work, the action that we, that we take in worship and out in the world that shapes our theology, not the other way around. It is very difficult to think our way or to creed our way into a new way of living. It is much easier to act our way, to pray our way deeper and deeper into a new understanding and rational thought about God and our relationship with God and Jesus Christ. That is what it means to be a sacramental church. That is what it means for us to be a to be Episcopalian, to be Anglican, to be a part of the Catholic but Reformed Church that the Anglican Communion thinks about itself as, is that we don't believe our way into being Christians. We don't think our way into it. We act our way into it. Belief, prayer leads to thought and reflection and theology, not theology leading to, to action and prayer. That's a very important distinction for us because it shapes all of who we are. It makes the prayer book so important. That's what binds us together. We pray what we believe and it draws us together in one. And yes, these creeds, these two creeds are part of that. And in fact, the Athanasian Creed, which we mentioned at the, which is mentioned at the end, is indeed a part of the prayer book in what are called the historical documents, along with the 39 articles. Once upon a time, the church thought that that was what bound us together, the 39 articles, these 39 statements of belief, almost like a confession, like the Westminster Confession or others, that bound us together, but as we have journeyed along over almost 600 years as the Catholic but Reformed movement that we know, of, know as the Anglican Communion or the Episcopal Church, we found that it is not those 39 articles which are mutable, it is how we pray and live and work together in sacrament and community that has bound us together. And those creeds are a part of it, but it is so much more than that. I want to thank you for joining us for another installment of Insurance Certain Hope as we journey through the outline of the faith, otherwise known as the Catechism. 
I hope you will join us again soon for our next podcast. And until then, God's blessing be with you. Christ's peace be with you. The Spirit's outpouring be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.